ladies, gentlemen, how are we all? Welcome back to the podcast. Now, I know it's been a long time since I've done one of these, but we're back with a bang. So today, I have got one of my amazing online clients and friends, Kath, who is coming on. So I'm going to let her introduce herself. She's going to tell you where she's from, what she does, and a little bit about herself. So over to you, Kath. Hi, thank you very much, firstly, for inviting me to this. And I'm not going to lie, I am a little bit nervous. I'm usually the one that's full of the, like, the, I've got this, but um, I'm going to try and speak not as fast, because obviously I'm Northern Irish. So, yeah, my name's Kath. Um, I am approaching, uh, my next birthday, I'll be 52. Um, a little bit about me is I am from Northern Ireland, just outside Belfast. I've lived in Yorkshire for over 30 years, came here as a student, went into uni, did my diploma, did my BA honours, did my master's, went into the corporate sector, progressed through my formal job there and still remain in, in that job, which, which I love. That's my career. And then on the side, I love health, well-being, fitness. But during the lockdowns, even though I like trains, like many people, the gyms were closed and it was that whole social element was taken away. And I'm going to lie, I started like, you know, one cocktail on a night turned into five, throwing sugar down my neck. And this sort of, I don't mean this offensively to anyone, but a fat suit started to appear on me. So I, yeah, I thought, right, I'm not, I, it's about how you feel inside. And I didn't feel like me, which is why we met because I was um, looking online and online coaches became increasingly the thing. And I was like, how's this going to work? You know, because I won't get to see him. But in reality, I get to see it a lot. Um, and so, yeah, I signed up with you, Matt, in exactly, because it's on my wall, the 1st of August. So we're like five months or so in. And in those five months, it's just been a bloody delight. You know, and I'm not just saying that. Um, because I think even though you can be into health and fitness, when you start putting on weight, you feel like you're losing control and you're battling like a pound on, half a pound off, two pound on, a pound off. And I was in that cycle and I was like, I'm done with, I don't, yeah, I'm not happy. So yeah, I'm now since the 1st of August, 32, 33 pound down, which is only one factor. And that's where we're up to um, as of, what is it, the 16th of December. So, yeah, it's exciting. Living the dream. So the, the main reason I got you on, Kath, is because you're in the corporate world. You have been for a while. And I know a lot of people struggle with, obviously, balancing the health and the fitness with the work life. Um, so today we're going to talk about that, some different strategies to manage things, certain things that you do to stay on track that we've been working on together. Um, so first of all, first thing I want to talk about, now this is how you, you really kickstart your journey it's by having that strong why and having that strong goal because yeah. without it you're going to get nowhere because when these temptations come up when you've had a long day at work and you know you should be going to the gym if you've not got that strong why guess what you're not going to make it to the gym same if someone puts a takeaway in front of you if you've not got that strong why that strong reason to change guess what that takeaway is going down your neck um, yeah. So having that strong why, what is your why, Kath? Why did you start this journey? Why was it important to you? Yeah, so my why is basically, you know, none of us are getting any younger, you know, it might be a surprise to some people, but we, we, we might fight the tide and fight, you know, fight the battle of age. But I've always thought I want to be the best version of me and the healthiest version. So, yes, you're completely right. And there's nothing actually more renowned for freebies in the corporate world, you know, when you go into that room and there's plates of Belgian cookies and there's plates of chocolate muffins and they're laying on the food and it's a buffet here and a buffet there. And, you know, and as an adult, it's kind of funny, really. It's, although I'm not laughing at it, because when I was feeling like not as good as what I do now, no, you're in control, you know, you decide, I'm gonna eat that chocolate muffin. Oh, look, I've just had three chocolate muffins. I'll catch up on it tomorrow, but you don't, you just snowball, or I did. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the chocolate muffin and whatever you want to eat. But for me, it was just getting, that's my job. And in that sector, I was like, right, I need to stay focused here and, and find my why again. And ultimately my why is, as I say, to be the best version of me, to be as healthy as I can be 
And, you know, I, I often joke, um, although I'm not probably really not joking, I say to my nieces and nephews, I'm going to live till I'm 100, you know, and that's like the kind of, in the back of my head, that's my why as well. It's like, I'm yeah. going to give it a fucking good shot. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And that's a strong why. And that's why you've been able to be so disciplined. Like, don't get me wrong, of course, you get tested a hell of a lot and there's a lot of obstacles and a lot of challenges still just because you love your health and fitness doesn't mean that you don't have the same challenges as a lot of other people out there like it's still yeah, hard yeah. isn't it if there's, a, if there's a muffin or an indian in like a group meeting in front of you of course it's hard yeah, of course yeah. you want to just nail it well that's when you need to revert back to that strong reason reason to change because that's all, always so much more valuable than having a temporary minute on the lips lifetime on the hips exactly <laughs> So, you know yeah, what it is? It's like to say, uh, little pickers wear bigger knickers, you know, stay strong and wear that thong, you know, and it's like, it's like, you know, it's not only the, the tray of chocolate muffins, but it's that little voice in your head that goes, do you know what? You, you earned it. Do you know what? You deserve it. Do you know what? You deserve that glass of wine on a night. You deserve that pack of crisps. You deserve, oh, I'll have a little bit of cracker and cheese. All those things add up. And in actual fact, they 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 this they undo your goals and they affect your why you know why you're starting the you know why you're on that journey and it's, it's like compound so effect, taking things back. It? that yeah. compound effect like yeah one muffin here and there's not going to do you any harm but when it's introduced into your week picking little bits here and there like it really does add up it has that compounding effect so even though it's something yeah. small yeah. if you're doing it all the time it's really going to prevent your progress and I think a lot of people really struggle with that especially in the workplace like in the office I'm sure you've got people there that are saying like why are you eating salads when this is here or why are you not having any cat and I think that peer pressure yeah. is a big reason why people start to sort of cave in with those kind of things it's really interesting you should say that because I was at one of the first kind of face-to-face -face conferences since like the COVID situation. So I was at one of my first ones a couple of weeks ago and I remember messaging you and saying, here we go, here's the true sort of challenge again in the corporate world. So firstly, I had a um, three-hour journey there, three-hour journey back. So I thought to myself, right, then we're going to be eating and we're going to have a conference. We're going to eat over lunch. They're going to be providing the food, the, the caterers. So I thought to myself, right, what's control the controllables here Kath take into control what you can manage and what you decide so I made sure I had like my bottles of water you know in the car I chucked together my my cooler bag a couple of apples a couple of bananas whatever just chucked things in I thought just in case I might have that I've got options and this was actually quite a, like a light bulb moment for me and for another colleague actually who said to me, do you know what, I need to do more of what you're doing. And I said, it's not that hard, you know. So I decided to take with me, um, I think it was salmon and prawn rice with salad or something, just in a tub. Didn't really need a cooler block because it was cold anyway in the car boat. And a yogurt and my fruit and stuff, as I say. And um, when we got to the conference, it was a full day event the caterers I was like right what's for lunch because I thought if it's something really really good and it's something that's going to be within my plan as such and I, it's flexible so I can have what I want but you know it was like an Indian buffet and I was like oh no and I like an Indian but not at 12 noon in the day when I've got a full day work ahead and then I've got to drive three hours on a night I thought no it's not for me so I went out and got my cooler bag and took one of the plates from the buffet and the rest of my team were like where'd you get that? Because it looks really good. We didn't see that in the buffet. I said, that's because it's been brought by Cathy's buffet. And they were laughing. They were like, did you bring it? And, I was, and they were like, honestly, every one of them was like, man, that's so much better than ours. And I had a couple of poppadoms, but I didn't want the chicken curry and I didn't want the naan. And I did, and that was just because I thought that's just not going to sit right with my digestion for the right of the day, rest of the day. So it was that little things that I thought I can control it. On the other hand, Matt, if I'd have gone and it had been kind of food that I love, like salmon and prawns and smoked salmon and cooked salmon and chicken and things like that, I, I would have had that and just left my food in the car. But it's the controllables. I thought, no, I'm going to make a choice here to eat what I want to eat. And sometimes some colleagues, I always remember there was a plate of doubled or triple chocolate Belgian cookies and they were like, Kathy, you haven't one. And I was like, no, thanks. And then it was like, they were quite intrigued and they said, why aren't you having one? I said, because I don't want one. 
well, just have one because you always go to the gym anyway. And I said, That's the right yeah, answer, but... though, being stern and just standing yeah. around because a lot of people yeah. go along and feel bullied almost into eating. Yeah. Them. And it's like, yeah, exactly. Well, and if just... you always listen to other people's opinions and stuff, you're going to get nowhere. You've got to stand your ground. And how good did you feel being in control when they're all there, stuff in the face with Indian? How good did you feel when they were asking you, like, oh, where did you get that from? 100%. 100%. And you know what? Like I felt so much because I, a little, little bit of me, and I think this, a lot of people will say that a little bit of me was like, I'm going to look and feel like a bit of a, excuse me, a bit of a dick, you know, bringing in my own food here. But I thought, well, do you know what? So be it because I'm not, I'm not it's just, it may not be the right food for me. And the reality is, as you say, I felt good for it. And my other colleagues were like, they were like, right, next time round, I'm going to bring a, an option as a backup. And I said, well, yeah, should, you know, because you just feel better for yourself. Exactly. You you can't control what these uh, business events are putting on in terms of food. You can't control that. But what you can control is the food that you take. So I think everyone needs to take a little leaf out of your butt there. And like, it all comes down to planning, preparing. So how do you sort of like make sure that you get everything done each week how do you plan to use a diary do you use obviously we can see a lot of things on the wall behind you um, <laughs> people on youtube but like how do you make sure that almost nothing gets missed throughout the week because we know you're incredibly busy how do you make sure that everything gets done well obviously again with covid this is my office room at home so the this side of the room which you guys can't see is my corporate side with a lot of confidential stuff and this side of the room is my my personal me and this on the wall is my chart, um, which just keeps me accountable because that's part of my journey. And how do I get things done? I mean, this is like, it's a funny, it's a funny question because, and I know we've talked about this before and you get the, um, the shit Shirley's and the whatever that say, oh, you know, you're so organized and you've got so much time and it's so easy for you. And like, I just now, I used to get annoyed with those people. Now I don't because I think you all got the same 24 hours. I'm the one that decided to start to bring my day forward and get up earlier and make plans for the day. So I'll, I do love a plan. I love a goal. I'll have like a monthly plan, a weekly plan, a daily plan. Um, and I just think like going back to what are the key things like I need a bit like a jigsaw. You know, it's like I have the pieces to put together. And off that is like the morning routine. It's the hydration, it's the nutrition, it's the food, it's a bit of exercise, it's a bit of movement, whether it's just your steps, whether you go to the gym. Some days the pieces fit together really good and you're like, oh yeah, I'm building a picture here. And other days it's just life, they don't. But if at least if I know that I've planned and thought, right, let, let's build a bit of momentum. And so for me, it's like, how do I make sure I fit things in? It's like sometimes you got to flex and sometimes you, you just don't fit things in because I, I work in a job where a crisis can occur, there's an emergency, things don't go according to plan and it's all, you know, it's like rapid response basically and that's what I do. Um, but the other thing is going back to the control and the controllables. So it, it sounds silly. I'm sat doing this chat with you now, Matt. And for example, I'm going to the Lake District for Christmas. And in my kitchen, there's two massive, massive um, pans of soup bubbling. And people are all going to go, oh, man, you're just boring. But here's the thing. When I go walking or when I'm out for the day or whatever, if I, and I've always done this, I love my own soups and so do my friends. And they're like, Kath, make sure you bring your spicy lentil soup or whatever. Because when you go in a cafe, it's just not the same. So we'll bring our big flasks, we'll do some walks and, that's got that's cooking now and that'll all be like frozen in big tubs and then next week when I'm going lift it out of the freezer and off we go and it's just always kind of thinking ahead about for, for people I suppose a little bit of suggestion I would give is I've sat down and looked at where are my points where I trip up where are my points where I unravel the progress that I want to make so I've sat thinking about my why and I've sat thinking about my, my trip up points and they're not failures because failure is part of the process and it's part of the journey and you learn from that. And I failed last night at the gym, which was quite epic. It was quite funny, um, but they're just part of the process. So I think also looking at your why is looking at 
where's your hurdles and how, how you know help how do you help yourself get over those hurdles because ultimately it's your mind and it's your choice and it's your you, you make the decisions what you want to achieve exactly it's always just about thinking i always say this to clients think a week ahead of time think of all yeah. the potential obstacles and challenges that could come up and pre-plan for them so they don't happen now don't get me wrong sometimes a few will slip through the net but if you're pre-planning, you're blocking out times to do your meal prep, you're blocking out times when you can train, you're prioritizing the non-negotiables, I like to call them. If you know your non-negotiables, and for most people, if they're wanting to get in shape, their non-negotiables are their steps, their training, and making sure their nutrition's looked after. So you want to look at how you can plug those three things into the week ahead of you. So you're actually mm. looking at the week ahead of you, you're blocking out everything that where you haven't got time. So let's say you're in work, you've not got time between nine and five, but the times around that you do have free time and that's where you've got yeah. to prioritize your non-negotiables. So it might mean sometimes, um, like we talked about before, um, maybe missing a bit of I'm a celebrity in the evening so you can go out for your walk or to prepare something. Yeah. It comes down to like prioritizing the things that matter because that, that big goal really does matter like and it's okay to like say no to something sometimes yeah and I think it's like you've just hit the nail on the head Matt it's like people sometimes think you know like meal prep and I've seen it because I've done it in the past and you got to do like you know seven breakfast seven lunches seven dinners and it gets boring as fuck excuse me because you know how many times you can eat broccoli rice and chicken out of a tub or how many times you can eat like you know the measured things i i don't that that's not for me it's more flexible than that so my meal planning is thinking right this week i'm probably going to have rice quite a few times so i'll make a big pan of rice let it go cold and put it in a massive tub in the fridge i'll make a big pot of um, sweet potato mash let it go cold and put it in the fridge so then right away, I know when I'm busy at lunchtime with work and rather than have a boring sandwich or something, I can like lift those containers out, I get a big wok, chuck the rice on, chuck already cooked chicken on and some frozen veg and herbs and spices. That's a lunch. On an evening when I come in, I can just quickly pan fry a piece of salmon and serve it with sweet potato and some frozen broccoli or whatever so that's my meal prep it's not lifting that tub and there's nothing wrong with that but that's just got boring for me you know years ago um and I think now that gives me a lot more choice and as I add more sort of spices and herbs and whatever it's fab and then come the weekends the flexible diet and then the banking of calories that I do allows me to go out for a meal and I've been out loads on a Saturday obviously subject to where we can go Um, I'll have my wine I'll have my gin and um, I'll have my big you know my, my food that I choose you know I went to a carvery the other Sunday with my other half and he's a you know he's a big guy as in he's a you know he's, a, he's well built and he's trained over the years and then we had a massive carvery and then I had, I think it was like served sponge and ice cream or something. And he was like, Caff, where are you putting that? I was like, I don't know, but it's gone down well. And it was like a couple of glasses of wine. But all of that was factored into the plan. So it, it was absolutely perfect and good. And I enjoyed it. Then the next day on the Monday, straight back on it, you know, yeah. straight back on, on the plan. And that's it. That's the thing, like having that structure in the week allows you to have a lot more flexibility at the weekend. Like if you've got your meals prepared, you know you're hitting your nutrition targets each day. When you get to the weekend, if you've saved some calories up, so just for everyone listening, like Kath's on a bit of a flexible dieting approach. She tracks macros rather than following a meal plan. And this works really well for her because it means she doesn't have to eat at set times. If she's busy in the day, she can or yeah. have some calories earlier in the day. And when she gets home from work, she can have a bigger dinner or she can have some snacks in the evening. And it also means that the weekend, she can enjoy having a bit of a social life, having some drinks, knowing she's within the same weekly average of calories. So the flexible dieting approach works really, really well for her um, because she can essentially eat what she wants um, if she saves those calories up for the weekend. And yeah, it just works really well for you, doesn't it? It really does. And I was looking back at old messages and how far I've come. And, you know, I, I'm a great believer in celebrate the wins. And it made me laugh. I was only looking back at them yesterday, Matt. I forgot to say this to you. And it was when we first started on the 1st of August. 
So it was kind of like you said, right, you know, make sure you got this app on your phone, Kath, make sure you got that. I was like thinking, oh God, I'm not gonna be able to do this. But I was like, no, 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 I'm gonna do it. And you'd sent me just a planner for my initial week. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I can do this. And then I was like, I messaged you and I said, can you give me like four or five breakfasts, four or five lunches, four or five dinners and just snacks. And then I can choose from that. And you were like, no, I can't. And I was like, what? And, and, and the, where that came from, when you reflect and you unpick things, where it came from for me was having worked with people over the years who give you like, you know, here's a sheet of paper and here's a strict diet and have like oats and egg whites and fucking this and and like, you're like, okay, this is really going to work. And that rigidity quickly made me feel beforehand you know because it wasn't it wasn't flexible enough whereas you said no what we're going to do is I'm going to teach you the tools to incorporate the foods that you like that you like to eat and the lifestyle that you have and you know we sat and we discussed okay I like chicken I like fish primarily I eat a lot of vegetarian food a lot of vegetables whatever I do like gin gym and gin you know so the two things I do like my wine I do like the cocktails um, and you were like, okay, so we're, we're gonna, we're not gonna let any of those go, but we're gonna put me in control rather than like someone handing me a sheet of paper. And when you get bored with it, you don't, you don't have the tools in your tool belt to think, right, what can I do? Whereas now I've got those tools, and like, you know, I went away last week to Northern Ireland for five, six days. I ate and drank what I wanted. Because before I went, I made some little tweaks from the tool belt. I was like, right, I'm going to do this, this and this. Came back and it was exactly the same weight, exactly the same weight from when I went away. Now, I, I didn't have access to the gym, you know, so it wasn't like people go, are oh, you training so it's easier for you? The, the point being, I've, I've been, I'm fortunate, I've always trained, but I, you know, 70 to 80% of the battle is in the kitchen. It's what you put in your face. Mm. So you've given me the tools and I have learned, learned those and every time we do a check-in I write the key points that you tell me so when I'm having a moment of like oh this is like this progress is slower I want more I want it faster and I want it yet you know yesterday and I do I'm very self-critical I just take a look at the comments and the points and I think you know this is how far I've come this is and this is only as we say we're only just getting started, you know, and I, I'm super excited about that. Exactly. So once you have those tools and you understand nutrition properly, you can get away with a lot more than you think and you can be incredibly flexible and make it fit your lifestyle. There's no point in like when a client comes on board, me telling them, right, this is what I want you to do. I only want you to eat these foods. I need to give them autonomy to make their own choices because once they have that, it becomes so much easier. They can plug and play the foods into their into their day that they actually enjoy. They know how to manage different situations that come up. But if I'm just telling them, right, I want you to eat at this time, this time, and this time, you can only eat these foods. They don't learn anything from it. And you can't stay on a meal plan for all your life. Like genuinely, no. because you need to know how to manage different situations. You need to know how to actually live your life and get results. Yeah. Time, rather than just having one or the other, where a lot of people think you need to sacrifice everything to get in shape. Or there's the people that just go out all the time and don't get any results. There is like, there's a there's a line in the middle where yeah. you can have the balance of both. And I think um, having a coach really does help with that because it can be, it's easy to get lost in the noise sometimes, lost in the smoke and think, I can't, I can't ever look like that. I can't ever do what he does. Mm. Once you learn how and you have that knowledge behind you, you, you start believing in yourself a little bit more once you start seeing those results. So, yeah. You do. And I think it's that it's that self-belief. And I think, again, something I've learned over the years is like, you know, everybody started diet and the first three letters of a diet is the word die, you know, D-I-E-T. And it's like, oh, my God. And you're so focused on it and it becomes your everything and you fall off the wagon and you go, all right, I screwed up. So I'm just going to slash it all now. Whereas now I've worked quite a lot on my mindset with you. And, you know, I, I am fortunate I don't have any eating issues you know um but I would have been a lazy eater 
and I would have come in from a really busy day's work and before I put the meal on the table I'd have had maybe some biscuits out of the cupboard um, you know a quick cheese buddy and all of that was adding up so now I'm like you know the easy way to not have the biscuits in the cupboard is just to not have them in unless you're having some on the weekend because and it's to have the food ready as I said like the rice and the sweet potato the salmon the chicken whatever and then have that flexibility at the weekend where I have what I want and it's um and it's interesting because people will say you need to live your life well I am and I, I and I feel a hundred percent better when I live it in this way and have the treats on a weekend and the reality you know get on with work and get on with some pro some plan during the week it's how i function best it can be very difficult sometimes if you are working very long hours but you need to find the times that you operate at your best okay so for some people it might be training after work because it helps them de-stress it might be for some people training before work because it sets them up for a more productive day so it's finding the times that work best for you everyone's completely <laughs> different you don't need to follow anyone else you need to find those times for yourself. And sometimes it might mean getting up a little bit earlier to train before work. Um, and for some people, it might mean just going straight to the gym after work. So how do you sort of like approach things with yours? Have you got a, a time that you that you train best at? Or I think firstly, I'd probably say Matt, training, you know, like we talk about it and like some people go, oh God, you know, but it's a lifestyle choice. Yeah. So as I say, I'm, I'll be 52 next birthday and I've always loved training. I've always loved the challenge. I, I love any kind of sort of physical activity. You know, I love my spin and I've been like a spinner on a spin bike for 30 years strong. And, um, you know, I always joke, I say if people are cycling beside me, yeah, we're racing. Yeah, we're competing, you know. Um, I love my hiking. I've done loads of challenges. So I suppose I love my weights. Um, used to be like massively into body pump um, and then sort of more free weights over the last number of years. In answer to the question is when's the best time? This is kind of like a difficult one for me to answer because the job that I do can say sometimes I'm meant to be maybe in Newcastle for two or three days a week and then I'm meant to be in Manchester, then I'm meant to be Bradford, whatever and over the years when people have said to me you're really lucky because you can you can do this you can do that and it's like I suppose the bit of me that addresses the problems and the solution is so like when I was in Newcastle working I joined a little um backstreet gym there when I was based in Northampton I joined a backstreet gym there I'm still friends with the, the girls and the guys I met there I trained in Manchester Bury, Manchester Oldham you know I've trained you name it I've trained because the, the mindset is such that that's part of my lifestyle, that's part of the jigsaw that makes me feel good. Energy levels, um, I, love, I, I love doing my steps in the morning and I love to get up and a few things that I do is like I literally, I suppose I've become better at it, you know, it wasn't easy to start with but I brought my time and get up earlier uh, I've got a light that comes on and emulates a sunrise so it doesn't shock me out of my sleep my phone is in a separate room I implore the kind of or I employ um you know sky before screen concept so I like to get out I like to see the sky before I see the screen and um, because then it's not bombarding my head and I love the fresh air it doesn't matter I always say there's no such thing as shit weather there's just shit gear so like my priorities is like having the, the, the best gear that I can to do the job that I'm going to do. Um, and again, that comes down to priorities. People say, oh, you know, look, you've got this and it's easy for you to walk in the rain because you've got waterproofs. It's easy for you to walk in the snow because you've got this. Well, you know, I might not have the same really posh handbag or the same really top necklace. And that's fine. That's their choices. But my choice is if I'm going to go out walking, I look out the window and I think to myself, oh my God, it's raining. Okay, the waterproofs are on, but if it's raining, it's not cold. So that's positive. If I look out and it's like, you know, snowing, I think, well, at least it's like really fresh and clean air. So that's a positive. And my energy flows from that. So my training would be after work um, four, four or five times a week. Um, and for me, the gym, 
and I, probably a lot of people would I would imagine would relate to this. Um, I've always described the gym as an adult youth club. So I ain't gonna ever grow up, you know, uh, it's always part of my youth club. And and this is like, I don't know actually why this, where this is coming from. This has just come out of my, into my head now, but it is me. Put me in a bar and put me all glammed up. And yeah, people say, yeah, you look lovely. And I'm not as confident in that environment. Put me knee deep in a spin class with 30, 40 people. I'm on the front line because I feel confident and I love it and I get a buzz and I get the adrenaline and people say, oh God, you know, it's really hard. It is, but choose your heart because the payback when all those hormones, positive hormones start rushing, get a proper sweat on or like last night we went to the gym and, you know, it was quite funny because my friend was recording it and um, we were doing pec deck and it was the last set and, um, it was a failure set and I, I went to like, I can't even do it, I went to like pull in and I went, oh no, like that. <laughs> and it was like an epic feel and I got up and I was like, I'm done, I'm done. And he was like, get back in the chair. So I actually just posted it on Insta because it, it, it was real and it was raw and, I, and it was like take one, take two and take three, I did it. I finished the set and I was like, right. And it, that feeling, that win is brilliant. So people say they're too tired to go to the gym I get tired when I don't go it, it, rest is essential and I do incorporate loads of rest and I go to bed at a decent time and I look after myself in respect of like salt baths whatever but if I go somewhere like it's lovely to have a holiday and pre-covid we went and we were like lying around the poolside and my other half was like right you're gonna have to find something to do because I get like agitated if there's an activity on, I'll be more part of that. So I took up the snorkeling and the swim club and whatever else when we went to Egypt. And and that's great because then I've done an hour, an hour and a half of something. And then I feel good, do you know? Whereas if I just sort of sit, and that's great. If, but if I've got to sit around all day long, I feel tired. Mm -hmm. I feel flat and I feel like, you know, do a bit of spinning, do a bit of weightlifting do my walking, feel energized and your energy levels. It's like a snowball effect. You won't, you feel better for it. So you, you build on that, you build on that feeling. Definitely. And it's all about like taking yourself to the gym when you don't feel like it. Cause there's going to be oh. times where you don't feel like it, but you know that you're going to have that reward after of reducing some stress, getting your energy back up and just having that sense of achievement. And I think a lot of people get home from work, they're knackered and they think, do you know what? I'm too tired for the gym. But in fact, like if you get your shoes on, you just start walking yeah. there or driving there, you will thank yeah. yourself afterwards because you'll feel so much better for it. So the amount of times I've not wanted to go to the gym, people think because I love training that it's easy for, for me, it's easy for you because we love training. But probably one session out of the week I look forward to. The other times I've really got to drag myself and get, get in that headspace. So I just wanted to let people know that that's how we feel as well. <laughs> like you're not you're not on your own if you almost dread going to the gym or you feel too tired to go to the gym. Just like listen to this. Like if you get your shoes on and you get yourself there, you will thank yourself and you'll feel great for it. So just throw yourself into these uncomfortable situations sometimes because you're not going to grow, you're not going to improve, you're not going to achieve your goals if you just get used to the comfort of your own home. That's it. And I think one a little thing that really works for me is like the other week, it was pouring with rain on the evening. I finished work, I was training later than usual. I don't know why, but I got on the sofa with a blankie over me and I thought, oh man, I'm not getting out of here. I'm not getting out of here alive. You know, this is just like too cosy, like just lie here. And I thought, right, so I reached for my phone and I put on the like loudest, happy, hardcore trance drum and bass. Like, and I was like, right, just get up and just, so I just got up, chucked my trainers on, baseball cap and, and I trained really well and I did feel better for it, but it's not always easy. And I think, you know, as I say, when I said about it being a bit of a, like an adult youth club, when you've made an arrangement, you, you don't have to be training with someone, but if you've said to someone, I'll see you tomorrow night, I'll, I'll be here around 7, 30, 8 o'clock, whatever. I feel like that's an obligation and an accountability. And I've promised to see that person. And, you know, then I think 
I don't want to let them down, him or her or whatever. And it's primarily, it's like, I don't want to let myself down. Um, and people talk about comfort zone. And that concept, you know, when people say you need to press, push yourself out of your comfort zone. Sometimes for me, this sounds maybe a bit deep, but when, I, when I'm not active and I was carrying the weight that I didn't want, and that's only one part of the jigsaw, and people say you're stuck in your comfort zone. I wasn't in a comfort zone because I was really uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So pushing out of that may feel a bit like, oh God, and I and I did put the sports kit on. I thought I am I am looking how I want to look, but we all got to start somewhere. And I was talking to this girl the other day in the gym, and she was saying she's like deliberately wearing like you know the, the bra top that the girls wear or leggings and. Um, you know, we, we carry fat on our bodies. We're not fat. It's just a part of our composition. And um, she's she's noticeably changing. So I, I went out of my way to say to her, do you know, I just, I don't know her. So I just want to say, I see you changing like week on week. And she said, you know, and it really touched me because she said, I deliberately wear this because I look myself in the mirror and that's my why. And that's what drives me. And she said, I need out of this zone. I need. And I was like, well, you're doing it. And I said, every single day you you show up for yourself. You are becoming the better version of you physically, which is just an aesthetic thing. But there is the health benefits as well. But mentally. And, you know, now when, you know, I've I seen her actually the other night again. I actually was like, holy shit, is that the same girl? Because she walked in and she just looked like, she just looked amazing and I just said to her, you're just, I said, jokingly, I said to her, we can't be friends anymore, you're just looking too bloody good, you know, and I thought her journey is like day by day, but when she, you know, she said, well, do you remember when I first showed up? And I said, yeah, she, she didn't even talk to anybody and um, it's just when you see people changing and then it's nice, a, a guy said to me, um, a guy I've got to know in the gym, a uh, Polish guy and he's got a real strong accent and he came over and he just said um you know can I and I was like can you what and he was like can I and he wanted to put his hand on my shoulder and I was like yeah and I was thinking oh god this is a bit weird but he just did a big massive shoulder smack and he was like girl quote you fucking got this <laughs> and do you know what I said to him you didn't have to do that and you've made my entire day. I think I remember telling you that about a month ago and he was like, I see you, he said, and people think it's easy because you like your fitness. He said, but I see you rocking here and some days you're looking tired. He said, but it's the discipline and the grit and, you know, and people say motivation. What is motivation? It's like doing something. Discipline is when you do something because of the greater good and you chip away at it. And when he said that to me, I thought, that's just me of my entire week, literally. I was chuffed. It's those small things that really, really do help. Um, but something, something you said earlier on, um, you've got to be adaptable. Like you're always on the road, um, but you found a solution. You'll go and go into a random gym that you've not been in before. There's always gyms about, there's always healthy food options about if you want to find them. If you don't want to find them, you'll always find an excuse. But in this day and age, there's gyms everywhere. There's low calorie foods everywhere. So if you're ever put in a position where you think, I can't stay on track here, you can. You just need to go out mm -hmm. a little bit to find those solutions. So being adaptable, especially like, when you have a heavy work life, you've got to be adaptable. Like I thrive off having a routine and so do you. But there are times where you have to be adaptable, where things come up and that's that's just life, isn't it? So yeah, um, yeah. let's talk about like your, your daily routine and the things you do to make it easier. It's never going to be easy, but how do you make it easier? Um, like staying on track with your workouts, that kind of thing. I know like you get up in the morning, you do your walk and that sets you up for the day. Like, I don't think a lot of people realize like how much that can help like pave your way for a successful day just by starting with your morning and having a productive morning, having a positive morning. You then soon realize you've got that energy and the productivity to have a really mm -hmm. good day. And that all starts from sort of like your morning routine and stuff and your pre-bed routine. So do you want to talk us through a little bit about like how important yeah. your morning yeah, routine? Yeah, it's like probably use a couple of analogies and um, I think this one's a real good one. It's like, 
when you get the process, when you first start something, it feels uncomfortable and it feels hard. And it's natural for us, for, for humans, for all of us, no matter how disciplined, motivated, no matter what the, the new fandangle thing you've started is, and you're excited and you rush at it and whatever. After a few days, a week, a couple of weeks, you're gone, oh shit, this is getting a bit like monotonous now. I ain't seeing results fast enough. We're all guilty of it. I'm shocking. I'm like, as I said earlier, you know, I'm, I'm harsh on myself at times. I'd, I like to critique myself. But um, when you start, when you firstly don't give up and you start to plan and you get the momentum, it's a bit like when you, years ago, I had like a car when I first started driving, like a Vauxhall Nova. And um so the little bloody thing used to break down and stuff at times. And um, I had to like get it off the road, off the, onto the roadside. And someone was helping me push it. But when you first start pushing a car, it's like really impossible until you get it to like start moving. And then you get the momentum and then you start with the flow. That's a bit like my routine. So it wasn't easy to start with because I used to be like a night owl and I'd sit up and I'd watch TV and I'd find whatever shit on the TV I could find was, I used to say to myself, this is your downtime for your mind because you've been in front of the computer all day. You know, like it touched on, this is your glass of wine because you deserve it. Then I'd be going to bed at 11, 11.30. I would sleep really light. I would get up, I would, I would, engage and participate in my day but the reality is on reflection I would be dragging my ass through the day so you know and then I would sleep a bit like not too good again and it would be hard getting up so I brought my morning routine forward just by 15 minutes at a time get up water is the first thing I have I have changed from uh, I always have my flask and stuff around I have changed that recently um, into like a massive mug of hot hot warm water um, but it's the first thing that I have to wake myself up because I've been asleep for seven hours or so and I haven't had any fluids. Then do my steps, like we said. Then I have my coffee. I have my supplements. I have my breakfast. And I think it's just that momentum starts to snowball and that routine, because you've got up earlier and you've had a full busy day at work, it's like that, I don't know if I've said about the other analogy, I'm full of analogies today, but it's like a jigsaw. It's like if you've got a thousand piece jigsaw, for me, some of those pieces, they're non-negotiable. So say you're doing, I don't know, like some Empire State Building or something, there's going to be that pinnacle piece that you need to, to finish up. So it's whether you start with the borders to, to start the piece of work. And for me, the borders are my parameters. And within that, there's like my non-negotiables and my non-negotiables and my steps, my water. And I will, this may sound pretty anal, but it works for me. I line my flasks up near my desk at work because when they're there, I visually see them. I remember to drink them. I'll have like each flask is three quarters of a litre. So I'll have four, five, six flasks. And yeah, it can be a bit boring having water. So another little thing that I've done over the years is I'll put them in the fridge the night before. One of them will have a couple of slices of lemon in. One of them will have some frozen blueberries. The other will have some frozen raspberries. Dead easy. They're always in the freezer. And it just flavours my water. So that's one of my non-negotiables, my hydration. Then obviously my good nutrition. Then my exercise. And then that momentum of pushing that car, you start to see results. Because once you start moving, it's, it gets more positive and then you sleep better on a night because you've you've you know you've had your hydration which is essential for the digestive system you've eaten generally quite well and don't get me wrong sometimes the jigsaw you know you'll you'll have a real productive day and you'll this is an analogy like you'll do 50 pieces and the, the picture's starting to come through and you can see the the visuals other days you're like you're trying to force those bits together and that's just life that's just life but when you have a day where you think oh that wasn't really that great I still personally I still think right what have I done I like to lie in bed on a night I think what have I done well today to the best of my ability and even if it's a little thing like I've drank my water I think yeah I've drank my water I've got my steps half done or whatever because I was super busy and then I think mentally you have to draw a line I think tomorrow's another day get up and you, you start again and it's like the chart behind me helps me stay on track because 
a ticket and a marker and that builds that momentum of pushing that car so when it gets stuck i just go right you know what we've been stuck before but we worked our way through it yeah definitely it's about setting yourself up and making it easier for yourself like you said leaving water in the fridge the night before a lot of people um leave their workout clothes ready for when they get back from work so they it prevents that decision fatigue. It's already there. You already know you're going yeah. to the gym rather than having to look for your gym clothes when you get back and going, oh, do you know what? I'm going to sit on the sofa and watch TV. Make it easier for yourself. Put little clues about, like leave your yeah. containers on the side um, so you know when you get back from work, right, before I do anything, I need to prepare my meals for tomorrow. Or leave your workout clothes out and go, right, as soon as I get home, trainers are going on, workout gear is going on. And you're making it easier yeah. for yourself, not harder. Um, I think a lot of people make it harder for themselves than it needs to be. Um, they really do. Um, but a big part of it, like you just said, is having that energy to do these things across the day. If you're not hydrating, you're not eating well, chances are you're not going to show up to the gym after work. Yeah, you're going to be sluggish. You're tired, yeah. Um, chances are you're not going to stay on point with your nutrition if you're just absolutely starving all the time because you're eating too much processed food. So it's all about yeah. making it easier for yourself. Um, it really is. And like part of your routine is going to bed at a reasonable time, getting up at a reasonable time. So you're not rushing in the morning, stressed, shoveling your food down in a stressed state. You've had time yeah. for yourself before you go to work to top up your own cup before you give all that energy out. 100%. And that is so important that in the morning, try getting up half an hour earlier because you'll appreciate having that time for yourself before you sit at your desk all day. Yes, you might think, actually, I'm losing out on a bit of sleep here, getting, getting up earlier. You're going to have more energy for the rest of the day if you do it. Definitely. I, I used to think like that, like, right, if I get up half an hour earlier, surely it's going to make me tireder. But actually, yeah. the opposite effect, getting up early, you're prepared for your day, you're not entering it in a stressed state, and suddenly the day becomes a lot easier. So I think that's a, bit, a big bit of advice for some people. Like That's so true. Have some time in the morning to set up your day. Spend some time think, in the evenings to set up your following days. That's it. I think the thing is, I suppose when you break it down, it's like a lot of people, you know, you get up in the morning and you just, it's so tempting to hit the snooze and something that I've learned, I just don't do that now. I just don't hit the snooze because it just sets me back. And there's actually, oh, uh, is that the next thing? No snooze? Literally, I have my alarm in another room because I went Yeah, me too. I, I'll admit it. I went through a stage not long ago where, um, it was cold in the mornings. I was like, right, I mean, I'm just going to snooze for a little bit. And I got into a bad habit of doing it, which isn't like me. So what I did yeah. is I put my alarm clock in another room. So when it went off in the morning, I had to walk out of bed to turn it off. And that way I was yeah. oh. And next to that alarm clock, I've got a note to myself saying, do not Exactly. Snooze. And guess what? Like, since I've done that, having snoozed, I've just got up. I've gone for my morning walk. And my days have been easier and less stressed because of that one thing in the morning. Yeah, that, that's true. I mean, I was actually researching into that and it's something to do with your sleep cycle because when, and it's that classic thing when you hit the snooze, if you've had a shitty night's sleep and then you hit the snooze and then you, you could fall asleep for a sol solid like 45 minutes an hour and you wake up and you feel like you've been asleep for two minutes and that because apparently you go in sleep cycles of 90 minutes or something. So it, when you're then coming out of that at 40 minutes, you, you've screwed yourself yourself up so yeah. you feel like more moody i did but like you said i used to just put the alarm in a separate room once you're up and i leave my walking gear just my leggings my trainers whatever hanging over the banister so i just pull them straight on brush my teeth water go because you don't have to think about it and it's like i get it you know people we get up in the morning like you've got the dog to feed, the cat to feed, the kids stuff to get ready, the lunches to pack up, the this, the that. Well, I do that the night before. So in the fridge, the lunches are set up because it, whilst I'm waiting for my piece of salmon on the pan, I think, right, I'll quickly make the sandwiches for lunches or whatever tomorrow. They're in the fridge because it's kind of multitasking, but it means it's one less job I've got to do, which then, as you say, it's more time by getting up that bit earlier is the time for myself because then I think right this is my time and I absolutely love my morning walks when it's like the the, the night's just starting to leave and the new day's starting and it's like someone said to me the other day when I was on insta live uh, on my story they said is that like birds tweeting in the background and I was like oh yeah yeah and they're like 
oh my god it's really really noisy and I said it's not really noisy it's because it's really quiet and you you can take it you know appreciate it and then like because I've done my walk then I'm looking forward to my porridge my digestion's ready for it whereas before I used to get up drag myself out of bed wash my face turn the computer on go straight into emails like go fucking hell here we go and I just felt like oh like just literally just dragging my ass through the day yeah now it's like no I feel much better exactly and that that's another big part of it stress management like if you think about it when when you've fall, fallen off plan in the past with a diet when is it it's when you're stressed like if you're stressed out you're more likely to reach for something off plan if you're stressed out you're more likely to not turn up at the gym that evening so a big part yeah. of it and a big part i bang on about with my coaching is managing stress because if you can manage your stress better more things get done you feel better in general so what sort of things do you do to manage stress? I know walking's a brilliant one, getting up early, um, having some time out where it's quiet. What else do you do to kind of help you manage that stress so you can give your best energy to your work and to everything else in your life? Yeah, definitely walking, 100% fresh air, nature, just getting out there, feeling grounded. It's for free, you know what I mean? It's like you don't have to be a gym lover or a gym goer or a class goer or whatever. You can just get yourself a pair of trainers and get out the front door. 100% recommend that. Absolutely love it. Um, you know, just get that fresh air in your lungs and on your face and stuff. I love my podcasts. Absolutely love them. I have started as well. Like I've just got a whole like little range of books called Happiness, Confidence, Calm, Mindfulness. They're not even a story. They're just like a paragraph. And I'll read four or five paragraphs of that as well and then listen to my podcasts and um, I think all the things we've talked about really help with stress like for me burning off on a spin bike is is my you know my therapy and um, music I love music I'm in a world of my own and um, god help everybody when I start singing I think when they're in a spin class when we were in spin classes I would be belting the songs out you know and pushing myself and love my tunes and um, that, that's kind of the key things, trying to keep my food on track. I try to stay away from processed food. Um, I try to stay away from high sugar food because when you're stressed, you do reach for them. But what I find is they make me feel worse. Um, it's nice at the time when you've shoved, and, and a classic example was, you know, last week, I had like this coconut cakey bun bread thing and it was really nice, but then I had like a cupcake I felt like really not well because the sugars it was just so at the time it kind of gives you that pickup. Yeah. But the crash was horrendous. You know, I just didn't feel good for it. So for me, um, keeping the hydration going, keeping the food, getting some pressure, getting amongst nature. And um, as silly as it sounds, like I love animals and people say, you know, and animals are always attracted to me. Um, and this is crazy now. People are going to go, oh my God, that girl's a loony. But <laughs> over the last, yeah, it's too late for that, I know. Over <laughs> the last couple of years, I've got to know this. Well, I thought it was a horse, but it's a pony. So, and he's caught, I find out his name and he's called Hugo. And someone said to me the other day, Do you know what? Like, Hugo's like your accountability partner. And I said, What the hell does that mean? And they were like, I said, Do you know what? I think you're right. Because I go to see him on my morning steps with, with a carrot. <laughs> like, if I can't get my steps in on that morning for work reasons or whatever, I'm already thinking, oh my God, I'll have to go up my lunch break to see him. I have to go and see him. And it, it sounds silly and it sounds flippant and I'm not, it's not. The point, the serious point I'm making is that that gets me outside. It gets me away from my desk. It gives me a mental break from the emails and the decision making. It gets the blood pumping around my body, it gets the fresh air, and it gets a connection with nature. And for me, they're all things that really help with stress, really help, you know. Um, and then it's just it's just like a medicine, really. It just makes me feel much better. 
Exactly that, exactly that. And I think people need to prioritize the stress management, especially if you have a busy lifestyle or a stressful job, you need time away for that. So having some boundaries when you put your phone away or your laptop away, I find for me personally, that that is a massive one. Um, the last few nights, because I'm going away on holiday in a couple of days, I've been working late. I've been working really late and it's massively affected my sleep. So yeah. usually I'd have a boundary and a cutoff point where I finish work. Um, and I'll start to wind down, I'll go for my bath, I'll, I'll chill out. For the last few nights, I've, I've found myself working late and not having those boundaries in that cutoff point has meant that today I've been really tired. I didn't want to train. I didn't want to go do my steps. I've still done them, but it just shows like you need to really set yourself up for everything to be on your side for, for the day. If you're having late nights or if you're on your phone before bed, you're going to wake up and you're going to feel terrible. So it all comes down to these small little details as well that have yeah, a big yeah. impact. Like if you're on your phone really late before bed, guess what that does? It stimulates your brain. Your sleep quality is terrible. You wake up, you, you don't want to do things the following day. So that's yourself up and managing that stress the best you can. And that leads me on to my next point, like blocking out times for, for downtime is equally as important as your training and as like getting your steps in and your diet. Locking yeah. out that downtime is so important. Don't leave it to the point where you're hitting burnout. Like if you're so busy in work, so many clients of mine at the minute have said like around Christmas time, it's been so busy. Their mental health's taken a bit of a battering. Oh, yeah. And it's like the best thing to do there is to book time off like every 12 weeks, book a weekend away or just book a few days off work so you prevent yourself from getting to that burnout rather than yeah. the burnout and then trying to deal with it. It's like, like, what can I do to protect my future self 12 weeks down the line to mm. get into that point of burnout and just blocking out little bits of time. Like for me, like I said, I'm going on holiday in a couple of days. That is my time where I'm going to switch off and I'm going to come back feeling so much better. And I'm going to, I'm going to have new ideas. I'm going to feel more productive. I'm going to look forward to my training even more. So that time out is equally as important as anything else. So I think that's- A hundred percent. I think like for me, time out, like the phone goes off a minimum of an hour before bed. When that phone gets plugged in on that charger, it's in a separate room from where yeah. I sleep, separate room from my bedroom. I run the bath, I put the bath salts in. I like have like, I love hot water anyway. So I'll drink like my hot water or my herbal tea. You know, I don't watch TV late on a night now because it just gets my thought processes going. And this will probably make you laugh. Like I sound like a right arse, but um, my, we talk about like the day's work and stuff at the dinner table and with my other half, Nick. And the other week he came upstairs and I was like settled and doing my downtime and was reading my book and adding my tea and had my bath. And he came up and started a really like deep and meaningful conversation. And I was like, no, no, no. I said, there's no talking now. <laughs> yeah. That's so important though, because otherwise your mind stays stimulated. You're always thinking about work. And if you're always yeah. thinking about work, it's not healthy. Like I love my job. I love what I do, but sometimes I get far too consumed with it. And I, I, I lose these boundaries for myself in the evening. Like I, I used to tell myself, right, I'm going to get off my phone at 5 p.m. And that's my work day done. But I've been yeah. finding myself recently replying to Instagram messages or replying to certain things later on in the day. And that's when it gets really unhealthy, when you don't have that yeah. um, split between work and your time and it all kind of merges together. So having those boundaries is, is massive, absolutely massive. Having those boundaries and having time off and booking it in before you hit burnout is, is going to make things a hell of a lot easier for you. And I think mm -hmm. only you can do that because like it's, it's a benefit of modern society and then on the other hand it's something that we have to control we have to make it one of the controllables like the iphone the smartphones whatever they control everything you know you've got your bloody heating on there you've got your doorbell thing on there you've got like your alarms on there you've got like your apps everything's on the phone and you constantly like that and it's like so no i put it down a bit similar to you and i think no that's it for today and i'll plug it in a separate room as i say and you have to switch off and you know, like when I said to Nick, you know, I, I deliberately made the choice to adopt a nighttime routine, which at night, now when I get into bed on a night, it's just, it's relaxing time, you know, because if you start like serious conversations or then, I, then I'm like, oh, right, well, we didn't do this, we didn't do that. It can wait till tomorrow. And one of my friends I train with, a good friend of mine was saying like, he actually allots worry time 
And I was like, well, how's that working? And he went, no, I allocate, he does that. And he said, it really works for him. And I went, I kind of get what you mean because if it's if he hasn't addressed it during the day, it can wait till tomorrow. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, phone's not going back on. I'm not responding. And, um, and that's it. Yeah, it's a huge one, like learning how to manage that stress and creating boundaries for yourself. So, yeah, I think we better start wrapping things up before we get kicked off yeah. this Zoom. Um, but, guys, thank you so much for listening or watching if you're on YouTube. Um, if you want to follow Kath, I know she's massively inspirational. You probably love the sound of her voice. Um, <laughs> where can they find you, Kath? Where can they follow you and see more of you? So um, my handle on Insta is Irish Kath, so just I-R-I-S-H and Kath with a C. And I think it's a picture of me wearing a beanie up a mountain somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining, Kath. Massively appreciate it. Thank you. It. Thank Cheers, you very uh... much. For